Welcome to the Transformation Academy private client podcast, where all your webinars, trainings, and guest speakers will be uploaded onto audio format for you to listen on the go. So if you do miss a webinar or training or a guest speaker in video form, don't worry. You can capture it here, right on your favorite podcast streaming service. Hey guys, how you doing? Just jumping on here and recording this incredible training. And I've kind of collated this over, let's see, the last kind of 18 months to two years since working online. And there's five common mistakes that a lot of people make when trying to lose weight. So we're going to go in and dive into what they are and how we can overcome them. So how many times have you thought this? I'm not losing weight fast enough. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. We've tried all sorts to to lose weight and we start journeys and we start processes and we just potentially set unrealistic expectations that don't allow us to ever achieve the goal that we set out to achieve. Okay, so we're going to combat that. These are the five main mistakes you are most likely making one you're not eating enough calories or you're eating in a calorie maintenance or in a deficit so let me explain by not eating enough calories you are eating too few calories because remember the objective is always to ensure that we're eating as many calories as possible whilst maintaining a calorie deficit if your goal is weight loss. By being in a calorie maintenance to begin with, this is generally what I put a lot of you into because if I was to put you straight into a deficit, what's going to happen? It's going to be too much of a shock to the system and your daily lifestyle and habitual habits around food that it's going to create roadblocks. So by going into maintenance, what we're doing is regulating the amount of food that goes into your diet and goes into your system which is primarily going to be at a reduced number of calories than what you're normally used to. Now, how do you know when to go into a deficit? Well, we go into a deficit when our fat loss plateaus. Now that could happen in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We don't know. Everything's guesstimation. But only then do we change up our calories to go into more of a deficit. If you are seeing progress, change nothing because it's working. If you've given it a fair chance for two weeks and you're not noticing a decrease in weight or body fat, then we change our calories up. When we lose weight, we have to set our calories to different targets. For example, if you're 100 kilos, you want to move to 95 kilos and you plateau, then what happens? We calculate the calories based on 95 rather than 100. So you're constantly creating a deficit based on your body weight. The majority of foods that you are eating are processed. Why? Well, lack of meal planning, lack of direction, imagination, lack of awareness more than anything, what are you putting into your body? How is this affecting you? 
or is you getting enough of the micronutrients that we need to ensure that our macronutrients, which are your fats, your proteins, your carbohydrates, are fulfilling your needs. You're not eating enough protein. Now, throughout all the years I've been coaching, nobody has ever complained about being on a high-protein diet. Why? Because it keeps you fuller for longer. It helps you recover from exercise quicker than not being on a protein diet. And by recovering quicker, it keeps you engaged with the exercise, it keeps you engaged with the workout plan that you've been set, and also ensures that by the time you get around to working out for that next session, you're better or in a better place than what you were when you first started. When it keeps you fuller for longer, protein works in a way which I've spoken about before with your thermal effect of food. Now, the more protein that's in your diet, the longer it takes for the body to break down. Therefore, you keep fuller for longer. When it comes to the thermal effect of food, this consists around 10 to 15% of your daily energy expenditure. So if your body is taking longer to break down the protein within the food, it's therefore burning more calories. So you can see not just from consuming protein for a recovery perspective, but also ensuring that you're getting enough protein to keep you fuller. This is primarily the reason why nobody's ever complained from being on a high protein diet. One of the most overlooked things is you don't get enough daily movement in. You're looking at the cherry on top of the cake. You're looking at the ice and sugar. That is the exercise, right? But the reality is, if you're to incorporate more daily movement into your workouts, into your day, you're therefore expending more energy and therefore burning more calories. So whilst 10,000 steps is an arbitrary number, it's been set there for a reason. It's been set there to push you out what would be your comfort zone of potentially only two to 3,000 steps per day. Now, at the time of recording of this, we are in February. And fair enough, the days are getting a little bit lighter, the weather is still a little bit cold, but there's nothing stopping us from going out and about. One person said to me a couple of years ago, and it's a quote that's always stuck with me. There's no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate clothing. Dress for the occasion. If it's wet, put waterproofs on. You're going to stay dry. It's all good. So don't use that as a turn. Don't use that as an excuse. Neat, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, is your daily movement. It's your fidgeting. It's your daily step count. It's your movement around the house. It's your kind of tapping of your foot on the floor. That's what non-exercise activity thermogenesis is. That's daily movement. And that's roughly about 15% of your total daily energy expenditure you're going to be burning in a day. And finally, you're more likely than not set yourself unrealistic timeframes. Now, it's amazing the amount of people that um, I speak to throughout the weeks and months that generally say to me, Callum, I want to lose X amount of weight by X amount of time. I want to get a six pack in two weeks. 
I want to lose the weight from my thighs, bums, and thumbs, whatever it is, but they've set unrealistic timeframes. When I say this to them, how long have you been in this current condition for? A lot of the time, it's not happened overnight. It's happened quite quickly. No, sorry. It's not happened quite quickly. It's taking a long period of time. So one analogy that I use is if you walk five miles into the wood, you've still got to walk five miles out. The same goes for dropping body fat. Now, whilst we can accelerate it, the faster we accelerate it, the stricter we have to be with our lifestyles. And we know that, well, you're part of the coaching academy, that we're looking for sustainability. Now, if you do want to lose weight fast, it's a conversation that we have together. But as a general rule of thumb, we have something that works in a sustainable process that complements your life rather than complicates it. So, how many times have you tried this? You restrict your calories to help you speed up because you think it's not going fast enough. And then you discover you can't be consistent with such few calories and you start to get off in air commas, air bubbles off track. Then you go back to the drawing board thinking that nothing works. And ultimately what this creates is a vicious cycle of dieting. This is yo-yo dieting. This is what this is. And this is so common, but it's never been broken down like this for you. So how do we overcome this? Well, if you think your weight loss hasn't moved fast enough, I want you to ask yourself this question. Fast enough for what? What is the real reason? What is the objective? If you have a deadline, cool, let me know but you're not a weight-categorized boxer or wrestler. You're not a jockey that needs to lose X amount of weight to ensure that they meet the criteria. So what is your rush? Is it self-belief, confidence? Is it to get into a dress or kilt or trousers or something for an occasion? Because if it's not, we can work sustainably to achieve your goals whilst building a better lifestyle, more sustainable habits, and ultimately better behaviors. So there's no finish line. There's no prize for finishing first. One analogy, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of analogies. One analogy I like is called the squirrel effect. If you've heard of this, then this is basically, I want to save up um, hundred thousand pounds so I can buy my, I don't know, Aston Martin. What are you going to feel when you get your Aston Martin? Well, you're going to probably feel delight, elation. Your hard work's paid off. But after that, you realize very quickly that, okay, that £100,000 that you've saved has actually gone in the car and actually you're still broke as hell as what you were when you started saving for the first place because your financial security actually hasn't increased. So... Yes, it's all very well, but you don't know the running costs. You don't know how much the MOT is. You don't know how much the road tax is. You don't know how much to fill it up. You don't know how much the tires are. So therefore, all of a sudden, that elation, that happiness is actually turning into sadness and uh, guilt and overwhelm and anxiety and stress. Are you able to afford it? The similar idea goes for your 
your body weight, your fat loss, you want to achieve this by X amount in, fast, in the fastest time possible. But then what? Because the goal is not to lose weight or lose body fat. The goal is to be able to sustain your results for a long period of time. So by finishing first, cool. But do you have the tools to be able to maintain that forever? 97% of fat loss comes from these six things. A caloric deficit, which by now you should know what it's about. Consuming ample protein. A real easy way to gauge this is one gram of protein per one pound of body weight. So if you weigh 225 pounds, then you're going to consume 225 grams of protein. A nice, simple one-to-one -one equation. Sleeping, seven plus hours a day. We know that if you're not sleeping between seven to nine hours a day, you're not giving yourself the best chance to lose weight, feel better, more alert, confident, full of energy. Because what's happening is your energy comes from consuming highly palatable foods which are there to boost your energy levels when you're feeling fatigued, when you're feeling tired. You're relying on coffee, you're relying on um, calorie-dense liquids to get you through. Coke, full-fat Coke, for example. When you do this, you roughly consume an extra 250 calories a day. So if you're consistently getting less than seven hours, we need to work on addressing your sleep hygiene. What's your evening routine? What's your morning routine like? Is there anything that we can do? Can we set the room temperature to 18 degrees? Can you take a hot shower before you go to bed so it elevates the core temperature so when you go into bed, it reduces it, making you fall asleep quicker? Can you meditate? Can you listen to some music, some quiet, uh, relaxing music? Can you read a book? Can you go without any screen time? These are all things that we can do to help improve our sleep. Are you weight training, strength training, conditioning three to four times a week? Because if you are, you're going to get great results from that for when you lose your body fat, when you lose the weight, you'll have a muscular physique or a toned physique under ready to show off to the world all your hard work. But you have to do this along with your daily walks. Are you eating enough fruit? Are you eating enough vegetables? By consuming fruit and veg, it helps increase our um, fiber content. Fiber helps us keep us full. It also gives us better um, digestive movements. Um, bowel movements, which is ideal. But these are the five things that you should be working on. And if you're not working on these five things consistently and repeating these over and over and over again and constantly looking for other shiny objects, then you're never going to achieve the result. I wish that fitness influencers and fit pros and people on Instagram showed their actual workouts because you'll very quickly realize that the workouts come from six core fundamental movement patterns. It's not jumping on gym balls. It's not doing the latest wad of the day. It's what they do consistently. Are they weight training? They're doing sleeping. They're consuming protein. They're in a deficit and they're eating plenty of food and veg. I want you to understand that change takes time. Remember, you can always make a hard stop in your life and do a complete 180, inspect the results to stick. These take time. It's about building habits. 
allowing it to integrate within your lifestyle. And as I keep saying, complementing what you're doing, you're a busy person, you've got a job, you've got a commute, you've got a family to all look after. So don't worry how long it takes. Just ensure that you're doing the best that you can do with the time that you have available to yourself. Because the best way to transform your physique and keep the results are to adapt new behaviors slowly so they can stick. Trust me, you've got this. But what can you control? You can control so many different things. Just like in this cockpit here, look at all these buttons available to you. You have this in your life, but this to somebody who's looking at it, who's untrained like ourselves, can lead to an awful lot to overwhelm. What's the right button? What's the right lever? Okay. But something to always remember, how you lose weight matters a lot more than how quickly you lose it. When you adopt that mindset, it leads to less stress, which leads to more consistency, which ultimately leads to your success. Let me say that again. How you lose weight matters a lot more than how quickly you lose it. So guys, I want to know what your biggest takeaway from that was. Was it the final quote that I emphasized twice? Was it sleep? Was it um, how much protein you need to be consuming? Let me know in the comments. I'd be absolutely fascinated to know what your biggest takeaway was. But this was the five biggest mistakes I see most people make when it comes to trying to lose weight and improve their body fat percentage. hope you enjoyed listening to that episode. If you have any questions at all, please do head over to the Facebook group where, as you know, I am active in there 24-7. Pop your questions below and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Have a fantastic day.